Hello, good people of Europe. So in today's episode, I am interviewing together with Daniel, the co-host of this episode, Maxime and Victor from France. They are both part of the French Fi community and together we're going to dive into the nitty gritty details of how you can get to financial independence in France and how to do that in the best way. We're covering a few actually pretty unique pension products, which I've never seen before in Europe and are unique to France. So effectively how to get a job done. So I hope this will be of value if you are living in France or of inspiration and hopefully also of some value if you are not. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matthias. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. As I always say, we're doing something awesome again. But today we're actually something really awesome because I'm not sure if you've ever done this before. I've not come across it anywhere on the Internet. An actual podcast episode about financial independence in France, how to get there, what to do and what not to do. So today I've got with me as co-host joining in today, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey, excited to be here. Awesome. And the guests of today are uh, Victor and Maxime. Say hi, guys. Hi. Simultaneously. Like it. (laughs) So just to fire away with the interview, uh, I would like to ask both of you uh, the following question. Why do you think that financial independence in France is uh, kind of like not really well known? Why is it not really taken off yet? As we've seen in Germany and the UK, where like tens of thousands of people are following it. Is it because it's not that much in the media? Do we just don't know enough about that and simultaneously also just quickly introduce yourself who are you uh, where are you about just a quick 30 second elevator pitch uh, and i would like to get started with uh, victor can you get the answer started hey so my name is victor i'm 31 years old i'm living in, in paris and i created the french fire uh, community and movement uh, in in france so maybe just to uh, to answer your question i i think that France, we have like a special way of seeing money and it's not like well seen if you talk about money and and how much you are making and that you want to be like independent. Uh, It's not like well seen. So if you uh, talk out loud about this, like people are going to look at you at a strange way. And also like if you look at uh, like French uh, history, uh, we have a specific retirement system and a specific uh, tax system. Uh, so based on the like three points, I think it's uh, like the fire movement is going to uh, like get like more traction. But right now, it's not like the main like uh, thing like in France. But I, I truly believe that in like three to five years, a lot of people working within like tech companies are going to bring this movement, and um, and and it's going to be uh, like bigger and bigger. Nice one. How about yourself, Maxime? What do you think? Hi, my name is Maxime. I'm 21 years old. I live in Rennes, in the west of France. And uh, yes, I pretty pretty much uh, agree with uh, Victor. Plus, um, yes, with the taxes and everything that is really, really high, it's pretty hard to accumulate a lot of capital, which is different from uh, other countries. So I guess uh, there is a, this is one of the main reasons that why uh, people can't... Uh, go to the fire easily and it's not uh, really well approved by peers i guess gotcha okay yeah i mean when we look at other countries with either high incomes or high taxes people still pursue it but there are a lot of 
uh, advantages people can use to either get to find, uh, use tech sheltered accounts. And we're definitely going to cover those later on how to do this in front in the best way from your point of view. But I would still like to like briefly stick with uh, yeah the actual financial independence movement in France. Because I was just quickly looking at our uh, download numbers for the podcast itself. Like, how many listeners do we actually have from France? Uh, it's a couple hundred, maybe per month, who actually listen from France. If you compare it to X uh, number of tens of thousands from other countries, so I'm just curious, like, why that's still at that level? Because we were also talking about earlier the actual meetups in Paris and. Or sorry, Victor, you said you had over 40 people coming over to those meetups. Like if you look at the public that's coming there, who would you say like are the most people that come up? Are they all working in IT and finance or like how's a typical five visitor in France uh, in your meetups looking like? In France, if we're talking about FIRE, the name FIRE is not well known. Like uh, financial independence and retire early, it's pretty complicated to, uh, to say for a French uh, guy. So usually uh, we are talking about frugalisme. So it's another way of saying, so if you look at research, online research about this movement, they are not going to uh, to search for fire. So this is the first thing. Uh, now it's getting like uh, bigger because we have a couple of interviews of saying like the movement is fire, the movement is fire. So now people are getting used of this like word and, ac- and acronym. I'm doing like meetups in within Paris and I have like between like uh, 30 to 50 people each, uh, each time, once uh, once a month at least. And the people interested in the movement are like working in, in tech companies or consulting companies. And they they are like um, citizens of the world, I can say. So they, they have been traveling a lot. So they, they understand. Uh, they know that now like France is only a, a small country. So they can live abroad. Uh, they can go to the US and whatever. So now the, the people interested in my like area, it's more like... Um, people with a good salary and trying to understand how to uh, to reach like financial independence but in france you also do have like other uh, people kind of influencers selling like training sessions uh, about like real estate investments so in france even if you look at taxes and everything like to do real estate investments it's much more simple simpler than in other countries for example you can like borrow like uh, more than uh, 120% of the of the price of um, an apartment for example so in france we have a good like system to invest in real estate but in stock markets and and things like that french people are not used to invest like in stock markets because they don't look at for them it's uh, it's pretty strange and they're not used to it and because if you look at the retirement system actually in france people that are working right now are paying for people not working today so this way of thinking, they are not like uh, for French people, they're not saying to themselves, okay, I need to put money aside and I need to invest in order to uh, create my own uh, retirement. So they are they're just waiting and, and they're not like putting money aside. They, they understand that real estate is good. So they invest in real estate, but they're not really investing like in, in financials uh, products. Gotcha. And at the same time, they obviously expect when they want to retire that others will pay for them, right? Because they will pay for the generation that's retiring right now. But obviously, I assume the same in France, the population is aging and when they will become 65, 67, etc., will there still be enough workers to actually pay their pensions? It's the the biggest problem right now. Like the state is changing everything. Uh, so if you want to talk about like real stuff, like uh, in December, uh, we're going to face like one of the biggest like uh, strikes uh, in France. Uh, everything is going to be a stock like uh, trains, metros and everything within like Paris and abroad and, and not like in this area. So right now we understand that 
we have between one and 1.5 working active people for two uh, people in retirement. So we are facing the beginning of the problem. The state is like voting a new law, packed law, and this law is trying to change things and make like people with high revenues, make them understand that they need to invest within stock markets in order to have like a proper retirement like money. I just uh, something else. Uh, you didn't talk about uh, bonds and uh, people in France are really, really uh, loving bonds. But uh, nowadays with uh, really low rates, uh, it's not really interesting. But they are investing in a lot in uh, rental properties, etc. But also a lot in bonds. They really like it. And uh, it's still better than the repartition system, I guess. And uh, the new system of... Uh, They are trying to copy the three pillar retirement system. You know that uh, I guess it's in uh, Slovakia and uh, Switzerland, and they are trying to do uh, one pillar is uh, our actual system. The second one is uh, stock market, and the third is uh, uh, bonds. I guess that's the idea. But uh, it's really hard because people do not like to change, and they are thinking that the president is trying to steal money from them, steal their retirement funds, etc. So it's really hard. Maybe it won't happen. I guess it's something pretty difficult changing how people view what's considered normal. And two quick questions I actually have for you guys in terms, because I really found it an interesting one when you mentioned people really like bonds, because if you look at asset allocation in most European countries, it's quite often um, they use the age rule where they say, You take what your age and you did, uh, and that's the percentage of bonds they want you want to see back in your portfolio. That's nowadays even for the Netherlands, the UK, etc., Germany, an outdated rule. And lots of people stick to quite high allocations in terms of stock markets, like 85-90% easily, and only 10-15% bonds. Do you happen to know like if I would look at the typical French portfolio, would I see more like 50% bonds and 50% stocks? Or would you guys know? I guess to know that, uh, you'll have to ask uh, Victor to explain the, the different uh, portfolios in which we can uh, invest because uh, everything is uh, depending on that. We, we can't really buy bonds in France. It's uh, quite hard. I found it an interesting one. You cannot buy bonds and probably Victor is going to run us through like, how to do and what not to do. So Victor, then to ask it straight away, can you run us through roughly like the French system uh, how it's set up right now and yeah how to use it yeah sure so just maybe to to start we, we can talk a little bit about the the payroll tax uh, in france basically out of your net salary you have like 82 of uh, taxes so if you think about this it's a lot of taxes so in france if you want to invest like within like uh within the stock market you, you are losing a lot of money before starting investing within the stock market why you are paying like that amount of tax because uh, you are paying for your health uh, insurance pensions and her unemployment system so all this system is really expensive so you are paying for all of this and after within like uh, you only have like a small amount of money that you can invest within the stock market or put money aside or invest in in real estate if you think about like french people they don't have a lot of money at the end they have a lot of money within their own system Once you know that, you have like for a French guy, what we are going to do, we're going to look at a product to avoid tax because tax is really huge uh, here in France. We can talk only, uh, for example, uh, to finance our system, 
almost on everything, we are paying like uh, 17% of taxes for our social security system. So when you, you have money from like anywhere, you are paying like 17% uh, at least. For example, if you invest, like we have like the, the, the main, like the most simple way of investing is the investing account. So in, in French, it's the uh, CTO, so compte titre ordinaire. And the main issue of this is you are investing and at the end of the year, all your gains, you, you need to apply like 17.2 plus uh, 12% of taxes on this. So if you think about it, you are making, you're investing your money, you are taking all the risk. And at the end, your gains, you're applying like around like 30% of taxes. And it's a lot. So the way of thinking, you're like, okay, now I'm living in France or I'm financially like situated in France. So how I can do it, how I can invest. And you have other kind of products. The main one, it's the PEA. So it's a plan épargne d'action. And it's kind of, I don't have to explain it in English, but it's an investing plan. So the thing is, when you do this, the state is like, okay, you're not going to pay a lot of taxes, but you, you need to keep your investments for an amount of years. And now for this like product, you need to keep and invest your money and keep it like for five years in order to not pay a lot of money. The main issue with that kind of investments is the um, where you can invest. And basically for the PEA, you can invest in Europe, in European stocks and French stocks. And you cannot do like a lot of things like leverage, like you, you cannot invest in the US. It's really complicated for you to find specific products. Uh, it's really like a small amount of uh, like stocks that you can invest in. And the thing is, you need to keep it like five years in order for you to only pay again, like the 17.2% in order to finance the, the system. The thing is, like in France, either you, you have money from like your uh, salary and you have like insurance, like social security and everything. But if you only do have money from like stocks and real estate, you, you are not going to, uh, to have like a, a counterpart. So you're only going to give money to the system, but you're not going to have something in, in return. So it's really weird. So you have the PEA uh, and you have another one. So for the, the PEA, sorry, the limit, it's 150,000 euros. You have another one. So it's PEA again, PME. And this one, the limit is uh, 225,000. And you can invest in small and medium-sized enterprise. So it's the same. Same kind of like system, so you need to keep it five years, et cetera, and et cetera. But you can only invest in small and medium uh, size enterprise uh, within Europe and France. So it's the two main like uh, products uh, to invest. And you also do have another one, which is like very well known with, in France. It's AV, Assurance V. So basically, it's an insurance, but working like pretty in a weird way. So what you do, you work with an insurance company. You open a contract and you can invest like in a lot of things, mainly like it's not, you can invest within the US, you can buy ETF, it's it's simple. You can buy ETF, uh, like real estate ETF, and you can invest worldwide. But also for this one, you need to keep your money within this product for eight years in order to have a good tax, like that return, but a good tax thing. So you still have the same problem. So if you invest within like stocks and you make gains, you need to pay right now the, the tax if you have like the uh, the contit ordinaire, so the CTO, for the assurance V, so the AV. If you keep it during eight years, you are not paying tax during the first eight years. But after eight years, you are paying tax. But it's, 
it's still like 25% to 30%. So it's better than, than the normal like tax system, but it's still a lot. After this, you have another one, the uh, SCPI. So it's the uh, Société Civile en Placement Immobilier. So basically, it's an, a real estate investment, a real estate investment trust. And you can invest it. And depending on where you are putting this investment, you can put it, for example, within uh, AAV, so Assurance V, and you can have some like tax reduction. Victor, I know you said that uh, for the PEA, you cannot invest outside the EU or France stocks, right? So if you want to buy ETFs or make an investment on the stock on the market, you have to buy products that are from the European Union or France. But there's a workaround, if I understand correctly. No, you can buy synthetic ETFs, which replicate indexes from outside markets, and you can invest through those uh, products. No? Yeah, I think you can do this. I need to, uh, we need to take a look at more deeper on, on what kind of products you, you can find. Uh, but basically, I think you can do this. So invest outside of uh, Europe. It's complicated, and it's really expensive. It's not like, if you think about a a PEA and AV, Assurance V, you can invest abroad, but it's expensive. It's much more expensive than if you are in the US and you, in, uh, you invest in, a, in an ETF, uh, like a US ETF. Okay, and a follow-up question. What would be the difference between investing in ETFs using through the PEA or through the AV? Is there a difference in this case? Uh, yeah, it's not exactly the, uh, for the PEA, uh, you have a limit of 150k and you also do have a limit of five years in order to uh, get back your money if you want to avoid like some taxes and you cannot invest in uh, buy the same product for for example pa you can buy like some etfs for av assurance v you can buy other types of etf and depending on your av contract for example if you are uh, you have big banks like in france you can take you can uh, open like an av at bnp and this AV, you can only buy like maybe 10 uh, sorts of uh, ETF. So if you want to be good and to have like a, a large majority of, ET of worldwide ETF, you, you need to look at a specific AV contract. Got it. So if I understand correctly, each of them will give you access to different types of uh, investment products, let's say. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you need to look at the, the, the contract when you signed it. Got it. Actually, you can have a low fees uh, investments uh, on the PEA on, or on the uh, assurance fee. Uh, the only difference is that uh, you have to pick the good ones and uh, and you must, maybe sometimes the, the contract that you are choosing won't be a good one five years, five years later. So in eight years, when we, we maybe you will need to close everything and reopen another one uh, within, within a different uh, contractor. But uh, for example, in the PEA, there is some good ETFs from MND that are uh, also uh, available in uh, Assurance V that are at 0.15% each year. So it's pretty low. And the, but uh, the difference is that uh, in uh, PEA, you have no fee, you have no annual fees to keep your money. But uh, in Assurance V, you have to pay 0.5% in the good ones or 1% in the bad ones, every year to just keep it uh, in the system. So the PA is way, way better if you want to invest in a long-term uh, range, but uh, AV is like, um, 
is different because uh, you, you didn't say it, but maybe you'll just uh, explain it after. But uh, in Assurance V, 90%, no, 80%, if I, uh, if I remember well correctly, uh, 80% of the funds are in Fond Euro and uh, it's actually bonds at uh, 99%. So in Assurance V, you can't buy bonds. I, in a PA, you can buy bonds. But uh, if you are in uh, Assurance V, you can rebalance your portfolio easy, super easily. So I guess main people are just opening an Assurance V because it's way easier and everyone has it. When someone is, is uh, born, you buy, uh, you buy him Assurance V. It's uh, pretty common. Gotcha. And one quick uh, question and a number of comments just to, for clarification, because uh, Maxime, you were mentioning earlier the 0 0.15 and 0 0.5. I believe you're referring to 0 0.15 basis points. That's the expense ratio, right, for the funds. And uh, the 0 0.5, uh, we're then referring to like the management fee the company is charging you when, yeah, just simply, even if you don't haven't earned anything yet, they will always charge you the 0 0.5 every single year over and over again. Correct, right? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, in Assurance V, uh, it's uh, 0 0.5 every year. And in uh, PA, there is no fee. There is uh, like a 1% fee when you enter it and then nothing. So that's why you invest in PA, I guess. But it's still pretty substantial. And one quick question just for clarification. With all these accounts, we're talking about post-tax income, right? As in you first earn the money, then you pay salary tax over it, and then it goes into these accounts. Or are you using pre-tax income? So you haven't paid any income tax, and then it goes straight into these accounts. No, you need to pay taxes. And after you can like invest. And, and just to go a bit like deeper on what uh, Maxime said, it's true that if you look at the um, AV, Assurance V, if you don't know how, how this works, uh, usually uh, you are opening like a bond Assurance V. But what you can do now, you have uh, specific companies uh, that uh, are like working on specific robots uh, within France. So it's robot advisor. So you can open an account and say, okay, I want to be like, um, I'm a risk heavy guy. So invest my money in, uh, in US stock market. And they are going to uh, create your portfolio and and invest within the uh, assurance V. So it's really good if you want to uh, to have a large, if you want to invest like in specific ETF or stocks, you can use that kind of uh, companies in France. It's new. Like the first one is like, I think like three to four, they have been created like three to four years ago. And, and you can do very like interesting things. What Maxim said, like when you are like a French like citizen, usually you have an assurance V. Why? Because you have some tax reductions to give this the amount of money that you have within the assurance V. You can like give it to your uh, siblings or child or children with like small uh, tax, like wealth tax. Um, so it's it's pretty good. A PEA uh, for like French people, they're not used to really invest in stocks, so. When they are looking at the PEA, they're like, okay, it's really complicated. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do an allocation. So it's really complicated. So I'm not going to do it. So what can I do? And, and banks, they're going to say, okay, open uh, an AV, so Assurance V, and we are going to do everything for you. And you can open an AV and invest within like a French uh, bonds or European bonds. So it's simpler. It's simple for you. And do it. But now things are changing because banks are not willing, like their like uh, customers, to invest in bonds. Why? Because bonds, the returns, are really low now and even negative. So banks are like, okay, now it's 
no more good to invest in bonds. So what is your risk? How can we create a portfolio for you so that you have better returns? Sure. Uh, so, Victor, I understand that now with the low interest rates, especially on the bonds, uh, the AVs are much less interesting now to keep as a savings account in the long term. So is, are there any, any alternatives currently for people who want to keep some money aside for the long run, just a, a safe amount of money that they can be sure that it will be there in 25, 30 years, maybe longer? Uh, depending on how you see risks, but uh, if you want to have a good return now, you, you need to take more risks. So you can have your AVI, so your Assurance V, and you can invest within like the stock market with ETF or find and, and have like a very like diversified portfolio uh, working with, uh, so you can buy like um, US ETF, worldwide ETF, and you can do it within your Assurance V. So if you only keep like bonds, the interest are going to be very, very low. Now, for example, on my, uh, in my case, I have like a, uh, an AVI with ETF and I'm making like um, from the beginning of this year, I think like uh, 8%. I can check it right now, but I'm making like 8% return. And also just to quickly ask, because I found these uh, vehicles pretty interesting because the amounts you were mentioning, 150,000 euro and then 220 for the other one, they're pretty substantial. And the period you were mentioning, five years and eight years, where you effectively lock it away. So does it also mean, you know, let's say I save up that amount and every year I put in 10, 20,000 euro in both vehicles. I don't pay any tax over it while it's in the vehicle, right? Only when it comes out. Is that correct? Yes, but for AVI, uh, you still have the uh, 0.5, 0.6%, not of tax, but of uh, management fee. Gotcha, but it does mean, let's say I'm living in France and I'm a typical person interested in it. I have a reasonable income, uh, what would be considered uh, average income in France for a family, 50, 60,000 euro. Is that roughly okay? I think it's, uh, I need to check it, but I think it's uh, less for... A typical family, I think it's 3,000 euros per month after tax. So it's uh, more around 40,000 euros. Okay, understood. And if that's the typical family, um, and obviously we have the people who are interested in financial independence, who generally speaking earn a little bit more than that, uh, if they can save these amounts, 15,000, 20,000 euro um, a year into these accounts, even with a management fee of 0 0.5, which I agree it's pretty hefty, but that makes for actually a great way of getting to financial independence, right? Because if you save that amount in there, put it in there, obviously you pay your income tax, uh, but then pay zero tax over during those periods. And once you're done, you can cash it out. And can you then roll it over again into an account? Or like, for example, use it to buy something, uh, like, for example, real estate or something else to avoid having to pay the hefty uh, tax over it again? What will be the best way of getting towards financial independence in France, as a normal income person slash somebody who's interested in financial independence with a good income? For me, the, the best way is to uh, play around with multiple like uh, investments. So first of all, is to, to start with real estate in France. So it's uh, it's easier to, to borrow money and to leverage uh, your case because if you are, and I think that what, what I gave you as um, a number, I think it's even lower like in France if we are looking up the... Uh, the medium like um, salary, I think it's lower than what I, I said to you. But if you if you are like uh, 
if you want to reach like financial independence, depending on what is financial independence for you. So if it's uh, 1,000 euros per month or 2,000 or 10,000 euros per month, you need to have a proper plan. So the, the first one is um, if you are able to put like aside 10,000 to 20,000 euros, you can it's pretty good uh, to start and put a lot of money within the PA and find the best uh, ETF uh, to have like good uh, returns. The thing is, if you look at France, the stock market is not that aggressive uh, compared to other countries. So if you want to have a really good return or a good return just to, uh, to fix your plan, maybe it's better to invest abroad and not within France because France is not like the economy is not uh, growing as fast as the uh, US economy, for example. And once you um, so start with like real estate investment, put money aside uh, within the PEA, and you can also put money aside within an AVI, Assurance V, so you can uh, start uh, to have enough money. But if you like think about it, if you um, like you add money within your AVI and PEA and PEA, uh, PME, it's not a lot of money. So if you if we think about the four uh, percent rule and Basically, if you need to put aside like 700,000 euros uh, in order to uh, reach a financial independence, all the tax kind of supposed to be free products in France that you're not going to reach this, this amount of money. So you need to find other ways of, of doing it. And something else, we, we are not talking today maybe about businesses, but I think that to, to have a, a side business is it's really effective for you because you can keep money within uh, the business and, and so you can avoid a lot of taxes and you can find other ways of like getting your money after. And I'm, I'm still saying this, but France, it's a strange like country. Like I think it's one of the most like if we think about like taxes, maybe it's the, the worst like, country, even compared to uh, to Netherlands or other countries like this, I think France is really like strange with taxes, and you need to uh, you need to be really good at playing with taxes in order to uh, to to reach like um, a fire. And the thing is, uh, we're not talking about it today. But if we talk about real estate, uh, it's uh, you have a lot of ways of uh, avoiding taxes if you invest in real estate within France. Okay, understood. So does that then mean that, let's say I want to accomplish this, then real estate would kind of be like the first most advantageous way to get started with, use the tax advantaged accounts uh, to save for it at the same time. But you cannot do one, you have to do both to really get to like a reasonable number uh, to get towards financial independence. Would that be correct? Yeah, if you only plan on investing into stocks markets, uh, it's really, really difficult in France. Why? Because you need to have money in order to invest. And to have money within in France, you need to pay a lot of taxes and to earn a lot of money. So, for example, if you uh, if you want to uh, to have like I don't know like uh, four thousand euros aside, and this money is coming from your salary, you are going to pay a lot of taxes before this. So it's going to take a lot of time, and you need to make sure that you have a, a good budget management uh, in order to save a lot of money. So at one point in France, you need to leverage. And how to leverage it, you can invest uh, in real estate. And there you can have a good leverage. So what you can do as a plan is to start, even if you are making a lot of money right now, what you can do is like use your um, your salary to leverage yourself, invest in real estate, uh, do it like for five years. So you have like a good leverage. So you are making money out of your leverage. 
And once you are making a lot of money, you can sell your real estate and put your money uh, within like um, uh, stocks and invest it into stocks. And there you have like the money in order to be like financially independent. Okay, gotcha. But it really does mean it requires a lot of planning. It's not easy. What you have to do to get towards this, what you describe yourself, I think that probably goes beyond what most people can do, right? Because if I compare to other countries, like for example, UK, Netherlands, Germany, the uh, retirement systems and investment, they're not easy, but with enough research, it's quite doable. I've lived in all of them and seen, you know, I did it in all of them and it works. Would there be like, is there a really good general website where people can go for information on these topics, like a gen general uh, personal finance website uh, for France, you know of yourself? I, I don't know. So maybe Maxim can, will have like better ideas on this. The thing is, for like to be like fire, you have some websites. So for example, Boursorama, uh, you have Reddit like chats and everything. Like M Maxim can can say a bit more about this. But why I uh, started like Fire France? Uh, because for me, like really good like uh, informations uh, on the French uh, systems. Uh, in order to be fire, uh, this not this is not really like we don't have like a proper like a. Uh, information based on data where you can have like um, a good way of working with like uh, uh, taxes and, and the French systems in in the French system in order to uh, to be fired like with with a good knowledge yes uh, as he said uh, there is a few good uh, investment uh, there is a few investment uh, sources sources of information you have uh, avenue des investisseurs.fr which is good And you have uh, the subreddit, uh, which looks like uh, personal finance in Reddit. And you have uh, r slash vos finances in French. It's exactly the same. But because uh, when you just try to to see the differences between US and France, something like 90% of the, the tips US are giving to themselves are not even good in France because everything is different. We have really, really low interest fees. Like one percent is is pretty low. Two percent is big in France. If you are, if you want to invest in real estate, etc. I guess it's the same in all around Europe. So it's uh, totally different. And uh, if you want, uh, and there is a lot of scams and things like that of people that uh, are trying to sell you a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of uh, formations and things like that uh, in YouTube uh, in France. So I guess it's pretty hard to to see. Um, What you want to, when you want to, to inform yourself, it's pretty, pretty hard. And uh, there is a, a, a growing community, but uh, still at the, at the beginning. Understood. And the subreddit you were mentioning, uh, Vos Finances, I was actually following that myself uh, over the last weeks. And I mean, there were actually quite a few really great discussions in there. So I guess then to summarize, if you want information, it's not something you just go on quick Google and you find whatever you need. It's, it really takes dedicated research, check the sources, ask people, go to meetups, potentially hire an accountant or just really sit down and set up a proper plan. But that's unfortunately not possible to just write down a copy paste plan. If you want to do this, you have to put in research. Otherwise, it's going to go wrong. Would that be a fair summary, guys? Yeah. Uh, yes, I just, I just wanted to add uh, that... Uh, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but I guess in France, like 90% of your economic you know, knowledge is coming from your family, etc. 
because uh, if you speak with your family about money, which is pretty rare, I guess, but uh, you don't learn it at school like at most countries. And it's pretty, pretty lame because it's so important. Very good comment on that one, because in the end, if you're dealing with a complicated system, having these options available, writing them down and just going through them, what's available to me, what gets me the best returns in the long end and with lower risk, that's where it's about. And that, that applies to every system. I really like the sources Maxime also mentioned earlier, uh, and we'll link to those in the show notes for anybody interested, because I guess if I would listen to this and I would hear all this information and what there's available, what not, it would overwhelm me. And having to like write this down properly and build a plan, definitely not easy. Uh, so I hope these sources will be of value on that. And I guess then to just slowly round up uh, the episode, guys, I would just like to ask you uh, in terms of getting to financial independence in France, uh, what would be your best recommendations to follow? We've already talked through a number of them, the steps you would recommend following, uh, sources to check, but just asking for like the, the last best final quick tip. If I want to get to financial independence in France, what is the one thing uh, you would recommend most doing? And I would like to get started with Maxime. Maxime, what would be your thoughts? Uh, first of all, in France, because you can't have uh, a big, big salaries, etc., the first thing in my mind is to lower lower your spendings. Be frugal. At the beginning, you can uh, easily, you know, go to two thousand, three thousand uh, uh, a month, but then it will get is uh, harder because you are in a different tax bracket, the 40% bracket, etc. So it's pretty hard. So first thing, you lower your, your spendings. Second thing, you open an AV and a PEA, and you max them until you are at 300,000 euros, 300k. <laughs> then you are, you are on the way, and then you have to open. Good one. Thanks for that. And Victor, what would your final words be? Uh, basically, the the same. So the the first thing is to uh, really uh, well manage your budget. So in order to save, uh, I don't know, at least like fifty percent of your salary if you can, and put the money aside in a PA or AVI. And while you are doing this, uh, to invest in real estate. So to do it, like to to find like good investments and to buy, uh, I think at least like uh, three to five apartments in order to have a good like uh, return on on them. And once you have done like the first one and second one, uh, to open like to do a side business if you can, so to find like uh, partners and and to open something online or to uh, to invest like in, in a project and to have shares uh, somewhere and and to try to find other ways of uh, making money. Um, and once you you have all this, you are pretty good to go, and 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 you will learn a lot. I think like. The fire, like in France, when you, you you want to do it, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to uh, to find ways of thinking like differently, and 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 it's a good way of of improving yourself. So yeah, this is I think the best way of of doing it. Nice one, guys. Thank you so much. Definitely a really technical episode. Lots of advice. And I think for everybody listening to this, even if you're from another country, it's just interesting to get a perspective on how the system works in France, how you get there. And in the end, all details in different countries, you know, are differently set up, but you can always still get inspiration about, okay, I see X, Y, Z happening in the US or in Germany and apply this to any country in the world. Doesn't always work, but that's at least my personal experience with this. So 
for me, this definitely had a lot of value. So thank you so much for bringing this on. Thanks. And Daniel, also thank you so much for joining in. It was really good uh, questions. I liked them. It was a pleasure. Awesome. So guys, then whatever, we'll round up the episode and have a good evening. Hey, Matthias, do you think there are not enough financial independence Facebook groups yet? Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. Gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddits, in Facebook groups, the Fire Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is, in the end, the main reason why we started the whole podcast project to talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.